Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. Titus 1 and 9 reads, He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. This passage in Titus is reminding us that we have a trustworthy message. We have a gospel that can be trusted. Why? Because the author is trustworthy. If God is truth, then his words automatically have to be true. So we that know God, we that embrace God, we that worship God in spirit and in truth, we must Proclaim the words of God. That's why we're here. God saved us. Uh, he's uh, reproven us. He's delivered us from not just an eternal perspective, but also a temporal perspective. And so he's left us here to be witnesses. And we must go out and let the light of Christ shine in our lives. God is using us as an instrument uh, that others may reconcile themselves to the creator through our witness. And we don't live unto ourselves as Christians. We live also for our neighbors. And as we look at the society around us, as we look at uh, this nation we see the decline of moral values. We see the uh, depressed attitudes and emotions of those uh, that are considered leaders and um, moral examples. We as Christians have the absolute answer, and we must disseminate it. So our topic today is dealing with our final uh, episode on uh, the need for Christian apologetics um, in the church. God knew that uh, these days will come. He knew that men would become lovers of themselves, refuse to hear uh, his wisdom, be led astray by seducing words, God knew this day was going to come. And then he warned us to not be moved by every wind of doctrine that pops up. Uh, There are many entities, many organizations, uh, many people that profess to have the truth. But if what they're saying is not consistent with the scriptures, we have to reject it. On our previous episodes, we talked about 
this uh, logical term, the law of non-contradiction. And the law of non-contradiction basically states that two opposite statements cannot be both true at the same time in the same sense. So let me give you an example. To say that Jesus is the only way is not the same as saying Jesus is one of the way to salvation. Those two statements are contradictory. Jesus is absolutely the only way to the Father. If you want to see the Father, you have to come by the Son. If you want to go to heaven, you must come through Jesus. But in the world, you have all of these variant philosophies and theologies about getting to heaven. Right? The pluralists say, doesn't matter what you believe or who you believe in, you can get to heaven. But the scriptures tells us that getting to heaven is an exclusive offer. You can't get to heaven through Buddha. You can't get through heaven uh, through uh, Islam. You can't get to heaven through any other entity or person but by the name of Jesus Christ. And so as Christians, we are called to rightly divide the word of God and to give the word, uh, the world rather, a wholesome perspective on establishing a relationship with the authentic God and to proclaim his message. We said that apologetics is not apologizing for anything. We're not saying we're sorry for being Christians. Uh, what, uh, what we are saying is God has commanded all of us to stand firm on the truth of the gospel and be ready to defend the Christian faith. And by defense, we're talking about giving an answer to each man or woman, boy or girl, that have, a, uh, that have a, a sincere question about our faith. People want to know, why is it that we go to church? People want to know, why is it that we show mercy? Others want to know, why is it that we exhibit love towards our neighbors? People want to know why we don't use certain words. People want to know, why we pray so much. People want to know why we give a tenth of our uh, offering. So all of these are legitimate questions. And as Christians, we must respond from a Bible-based perspective, not necessarily what others have told us, but what does the scripture say? And in th- through the scriptures, it's where we receive our marching orders. So the word apologetics, as we said in the previous episode, comes from the Greek word apologia, which means answer. Be ready to give each man or woman an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within you, and to do it with gentleness and respect. So we need to give an answer for why we do the things that we do. As Second Timothy one thirteen reads, what you heard from me, Keep as the pattern of sound teaching with faith and love in Christ. So the teachings that were delivered to us 
um, from the first century through the apostles, these teachings we are to hold firm on and not compromise. And we talked about uh, truth and the nature of truth. Truth is not based on what's popular right now. Oftentimes, uh, those running for higher office uh, would do commercials about, well, the majority of people believe this or uh, the majority of people uh, polled have said this, that, or the other. Well, truth is not based on polling. Truth is not based on graphs. Truth is based on what God says and what God has given us. God being truth has given us a a template for us to follow. So we need to be careful when we're talking about uh, what is true and what is not true. And as such, God has given us specific teachings uh, in terms of the Bible that we as Christians must uphold. What, why, you, why do you believe what you believe? This is an important question that all Christians must answer. Why do you believe what you believe? And sometimes um, we're put in a situation where we have to um, go and talk to someone else of faith that has wisdom for us to get clarity on a topic. We as Christians, for an example, believe in one God who's revealed himself in three persons. One God who's revealed himself in three persons, and we call that the Trinity. We as Christians, we believe in the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ, unlike the Gnostics uh, who profess that all physical things are evil. We as Christians believe in the physical resurrection of Jesus Christ, as demonstrated by the Apostle Paul, 1 Corinthians 15. Uh, he appeared to individuals after the resurrection, at least 500. We as Christians, we believe that we are justified through faith, Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 9. Then we as Christians, we believe in salvation alone through Jesus Christ, not through Buddha, not through Allah, not through uh, new age thought. We are justified. We're saved through Jesus Christ alone, our only mediator. We as Christians, we believe that the Bible is the inerrant word of God. That means free from error. Second Timothy 3 and 16. Then we as Christians, we believe in the reality of sin and the need for atonement through Jesus Christ. Uh, there are many ministers who have chosen to no longer preach the Bible. They avoid scriptures that deal with sin. They avoid scriptures that deal with hell. They avoid scriptures that they're not comfortable with. But that's a dangerous uh, methodology to follow. We must preach what the Holy Spirit puts on our heart to preach. Uh, it's not up to us to decide which part of scripture we think is convenient. We must preach what the Holy Spirit gives us to preach. He knows better than any one of us why a certain text need to be preached. 
So it's a dangerous uh, methodology to uh, decide to not preach something because it's not popular. Then we as Christians, we uphold these essential truths regarding the nature of God. God is omniscient. He knows everything. God knows, uh, he knows it all. There's nothing in the purview of this reality we live in that God is not privy to. God knows everything. Then God is omnipresent, meaning that he's everywhere at the same time. God is everywhere. So uh, there, those of us who think we're getting away with certain act or certain thoughts, God already knows. So when we go to him in prayer, there's, there's nothing he's not aware of. We need to be transparent with God. And we go to him in prayer for us, not for God, for us, so that we can feel liberated uh, once we are contrite and we confess our sins to him. God can absolve us of our sins due to our sincerity and authenticity. And once he's forgiven us, we need to forgive ourselves and move on. Then God is omnipotent, meaning that he's all powerful. God is all powerful. Uh, God doesn't just have a little bit of power. He has all power. Uh, there used to be this theological, uh, discourse regarding is um, is there a mountain too big that God could not lift it's, it's, it's comedic is there a mountain too big that God could not could not lift first of all God created everything he spoke and things came into existence no there's nothing that's impossible for God uh, outside of his nature. Everything God does is in harmony and consistency with his nature. So there's no mountain that's too big or heavy for God to carry. Uh, <laughs> mountains exist because of his utterance, because he's spoken into existence. So that is, uh, something for, uh, for children to, uh, debate over. But in, in essence, in reality, there is nothing that's consistent, that's consistent with his nature that God cannot do. And this is good news because, uh, many of you that are listening are going through challenges. Uh, many of you are dealing with job loss. Uh, some of you are dealing with relationship, spousal issues. Some of you all are dealing with children, uh, issues. Some of you all are dealing with retirement issues, um, dealing with paying the rent dealing with uh, paying the mortgage, uh, deal- struggling with paying your tithes. Uh, some of you all are, are dealing with uh, bouts of depression. Some of you all are dealing with um, sexual issues. But regardless of what our issues are, I promise you, God can help. And God will help if we turn our face to him. God has people around us. God has people that are available for us to talk to if we need uh, more help in depth. God has provided resources. If he doesn't meet our needs directly, God can meet our needs indirectly. He's a good God.
then what are the benefits of practicing Christian apologetics, especially on the local level? Apologetics is essentially a handmaiden to evangelism. So as we go out and we share the gospel, the time will come when someone asks you, why? Why should I follow your Jesus? Why should I uh, put my trust in this Jesus that you talk about? And when we get the why, if they're not trying to be argumentative, if they're sincere, God is going to hold you accountable for your response. So as we evangelize, the question starting with why will pop up. Oftentimes it's because of the culture we live in, right? This culture of uh, I can do what I want to do. Uh, I have many options out there. Um, why should I limit myself in having fun? All of these questions arise when Christians try to witness. So when we are trained in apologetics, we are more ready to handle these questions in an acceptable way rather than leaning unto our own understanding. Now let's talk about uh, some of the questions that arise when we go out and attempt to share the gospel. So for example, some have asked, where do we get the Bible? Right? Many of you have these nice leather bound Bibles and uh, they were uh, published through, for example, Zondervan or uh, many of these other Christian publishers. But that's not where the Bible came from. Um, there's a book by the late Dr. Geisler. It's, it's called uh, From God to Us. And when you read the book, it shows you how the Bible was transmitted, meaning God spoke it. God inspired it through the Holy Spirit. Uh, men wrote it down, and we are beneficiaries of what we call the Bible. So we need to be able to give the historicity of how we got the Bible in its present form. Uh, we have to talk about uh, Old Testament um, manuscripts. We have to talk about New Testament manuscripts. And these words are foreign to you, or if you don't know the role of manuscripts, you should. Uh, because uh, it'll help you to see how our Lord and Savior have preserved his own words up to this point. Then people ask about what about the laws books of the Bible, like the Gospel of Barnabas, Gospel of Thomas, uh, the, uh, the Book of Enoch, and so forth. Uh, these are questions that Christians have to be ready to answer. You know, did Christianity intentionally hide certain books and didn't include it? And if so, why? And the short answer is, uh, these books are not lost. When these books, uh, came on the scene, Christians have already evaluated those books and decided, uh, due to the content, some of the content in, in those various so-called lost books, they weren't inspired because some of the things written in those books blatantly contradict the rest of scripture. And we know that, uh, the Holy Spirit is consistent. He doesn't contradict himself. So that's why uh, those books were rejected because in its, in its totality, in terms of their content, they weren't always consistent. 
Then uh, you have stories about the historicity of Jesus Christ. Uh, did Jesus secretly come to America like uh, some of the Mormons proclaim? Uh, is being poor a sin? Right. You have some faith teachers that preach and teach that in order to be uh, holy, in order to be more righteous, you have to uh, be uh, financially affluent. And we know that that's a sinful doctrine. Then you have questions like, do you have to be baptized to be saved? As some profess, uh, does the Bible say anything about dinosaurs? Uh, will the world come to an end at a specific date? As some books have alleged, uh, are Catholics Christians? Uh, when should Christians be taken off life support? Is evolution a viable option for Christians? Uh, how can I share with an atheist or someone who's a, uh, an agnostic? So there are so many questions that people have and people uh, want answers to. And we as Christians need to have a Bible-based answer and then share it from a loving perspective. There are many people running to uh, the palm reader and calling the psychic hotline and uh, looking at uh, tarot cards and so forth. Why? Because many of them are seeking. They're seeking for love. They're seeking for truth. And if the church would be more loving, if the church will be more bold in their proclamation of the gospel, many of these people would turn back to the creator. So if you're listening to me today, I challenge you to be more responsible in your Christian duty. Uh, read more of the Bible, study more of the Bible. Uh, prepare yourself to answer the tough questions. Why? Because number one, it'll help you to grow. And number two, it'll help those around you uh, to receive the answers that they're looking for. And so Christian apologetics is not this uh, intellectual um, pursuit or intellectual groupings of Christians that are ideological and uh, only uh, engage in head knowledge. Evangelism and Christian apologetics go hand in hand. When we go out to share the good news, someone will ask you why. And then you have to be ready to give that person an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within you. I pray that this episode has been a blessing to you. I pray that encourages you to do better in your evangelism, in your discipleship, and in your ability to properly respond to other people's question about your faith from a Bible-based perspective. As always, we thank you for listening, but we also need your support. If this show, Sound Reasoning, has been a blessing to you, please consider becoming a financial partner with us. Uh, you can go online and uh, share your love offering. Uh, pray for us as we continue to do for the truth what so many others do for a lie. For we dare to stand up for Christ without compromise and to profess his truth in love. 
Thanks for listening to Sound Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy message as has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Everyone wants to change the world. Capital Ministries is doing just that, one heart at a time by creating disciples of Jesus Christ among political leaders in the U.S. and foreign nations. For more than 25 years, founder Ralph Drawlinger has written Bible studies specifically for public servants. Study along with us and learn what the Bible says about capitalism, communism, abortion, same-sex marriage, and other contemporary issues. Subscribe and follow us at lifeaudio.com or search Capital Ministries on your favorite podcast platform.